Hey, one fans, Andy here. We're going to Cisco Live, and we can't wait to see you there. If we see you wearing an A1 or Cables to Cloud shirt at Cisco Live, we'll enter you in our giveaway that includes a bunch of cool prizes like an A1 branded Yeti cup and an OCG of your choice from our friends at Cisco Press. Don't have a shirt? No problem. Head to the link in our bio and grab yours today. See you soon. This is the Art of Network Engineering podcast. In this podcast, we look for tools, technologies, and talented people. We aim to bring you information to expand your skill sets and toolbox and share the stories of fellow network engineers. Welcome to the Art of Network Engineering podcast. My name is Aaron Weiler, also known as Aaron Engineer. And with me, I have AJ. Hey, guys. And Andy. Hey. And it's been a heck of a week, actually really been kind of like a heck of a year. And that's kind of mm. the subject of what we want to get into today is not just remote work, I guess, but more of the impact on us and then the industry and maybe some predictions from us and our magical crystal balls that we just have laying around the house and never get to use. Uh, so one thing I also want to touch on is because a lot of things have changed and real quickly while we're on that subject, because it's going to force us to go in here and talk about this lovely pandemic that we're all dealing with is someone in this room less than 24 hours ago has <laughs> passed a very difficult test. And I'll give you a hint. It wasn't me. Andy, was it you? It was not. It was not. So, okay. <laughs> this is different because, and, and this kind of rolls into what we were talking about because I, I think it's important that we discuss the fact that you can now take tests from your house. So, yes. so AJ, what happened? What'd you take? Oh man! Uh, so I took the Encore exam, uh, which is what it was. My the the CCNP Encore, the Enterprise Core Networking exam. Okay, and it was it was my third attempt. Okay, and I was so elated to actually pass this thing man it was just so exciting to get under my belt so let's pa uh, i want to make sure that we nail down the timeline here you've so you've taken encore twice this is the third time correct okay did you try the old ccnp oh did i okay <laughs> <laughs> go on <laughs> uh, uh so so the ccnp journey started for me last february i i took the switch exam Hot off my CCDA. I mean, it was literally like weeks apart from the from attempts, uh, and I passed it. And and then um, you know work got busy, but I you know I started in on route. Um, long story short, I took route and T shoot eight times between the two. Uh, I attempted wow. route five times in total and T shoot three times in total. And I came really close on a bunch of those times, uh, but I just couldn't seal the deal before the, the changeover to new certs. Okay, so you studied a bunch. You, you still ultimately failed a ton of times, right? That's Yeah. That's an insane... Yeah, 10 times. 10! Ten. Ten, 10 exams. So, it, you know, it was the eight the eight shots at, at route and T-shoot, and then the, the two shots at Encore. So I had 10 failures in between, you know, 
the, the pass yesterday and the last time I passed the Cisco exam. This is crazy. I mean, I, I always, you know, I always retweet it, right? When I see it, I'm like, this is what it, this is what it looks like, folks. Determination. <laughs> but I don't think anybody ever really realized what exactly the definition of determination was because, okay, so 10 times, you, you would have failed it one more time. I'd have to take my shoes off the count, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's so many times. Like, where do you find, I mean, I have so many questions, but where do you find it in you, whatever it is, to just keep going? Um, it, it's just this can't stop, don't want to stop. Uh, it, it's it's almost like a it's almost like a video game, right? You know, you're playing the game, you're after that prize, you want to save the princess, uh, and then you you die, you fall down the hole, you get hit by a turtle shell. I'm talking about Mario, obviously. I love Mario, <laughs> uh, and and, and, you, and you just you go back and you play again. Like if you got to start from the beginning, so what? Who cares? Like, and, and I will tell you that I think the only reason why I have that mentality about that is because I am fortunate enough to work for a company that pays for my certifications and they, they pay for me whether or not I pass or fail. And, uh, and so that gives me a little bit of freedom to just go for it and to keep going for it. And I will keep going for it until somebody says, no, you spent too much money, you know, take a break or something like that. And then I'd probably pay for it out of my own pocket. But for right now I can keep going and keep going and keep going. And, and there's no points assessed. There's nothing taken away from me, you know? Sure. It hurts the ego, right? Like you, you fail and it, it sucks. It really sucks. You know, um, I, I will wallow in self-pity for like an hour after I fail and, then I'll lick my wounds and and before the end of the day, before I go to bed that day, I have already scheduled my next attempt because I I didn't want to give up. I, I really I really wanted it. Hey AJ. Yeah. Why do you, why did you want it? And the reason I'm asking is I'm right there with you with failing all these wonderful exams. I I took switch twice, route four times, T shoot three times, took T shoot the day of the switch over. Failed yeah. it, didn't get my MP, and now I'm yeah. right behind you trying to do encore. So if when you talk to somebody like you or I who'd love to fail exams <laughs> and you keep going, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like, I mean, I was thinking of this the other day, like you have to have a why, you know what I mean? Because you really need motivation to keep pushing through all that pain and, you know, because you, you work so hard to study and then you don't get it over and over again. So I, I guess, I mean, I know my why, but why do you push so hard and why do you keep trying and why do you... You know, why do you want your MP? Um, so, so I would say that that answer has changed over the course of time. <laughs> I, you know, like the, the, when I initially set out to get my NP is because I wanted my NP. I wanted to move to the next level. I wanted to progress and prove yourself, you know, just, just prove yeah. myself to have it. And, and now yep. it's turned into this, like, I want this. I know I can do this. I know I'm capable of this. I know that I know what I'm talking about. I know that I can do this. And, and it just became so much more than get my NP. Now you don't have it though. <laughs> I, that's true. I don't, I don't have it yet. I'm just kidding. No, one, very close. one gigantic step closer than I was uh, a couple days ago. Though. But that's, and really though, that's because, so, cause you failed route and T-shoot, right? You never actually passed route or did you? Right. Okay. No, so, that, so that's why, right? So if Andy was in your shoes and he went out and took the encore and passed it, he would be a full blown MP, right? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> doesn't work. Like you would that? think he, you, you would think so. I took too long. You had to pass all three exams of the last one in three years, and the, however the timing oh. worked out, it's been too long okay. for one exam to count for the next. I, I get. What I you screwed mean. up the. I screwed up the timing of it. It's it's confusing to me too. But no, I, I won't. 
I won't have my MP when I pass my Encore. Yeah, I, this is tricky because, you know, back in the day, you used to have to take... Back in the day. February. <laughs> back in the day, uh, yeah, you used to, have to take ago. three. Right, yeah, and I was with you, dude. I took the Switch twice. Um, AJ passed it on the first time. I was not so lucky. That thing smacked me around, man. That that, yeah. was, a, that was a tough one. Um, route, I found to be a lot easier. Um... But if you read on the internet, you find all types of stuff all over the place, right? Like, oh, yeah. Switch was hard and the route was easy. And it's like, okay. It's really just to each his own. I mean, honestly, if you really want to get down on yourself, go read some some people's <laughs> experiences. Because, I mean, it's not going to be yours anyway. So, I really, I don't, right. know, I don't know why we as humans do that to ourselves. We're like, oh, let me just check the internet real quick. It's like, you know, you hit your knee on the table and you're like, oh, let me go to WebMD. They're like, well, that's cancer. You know, you, for some reason, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we know what it's going to say, but for some st- stupid reason, we just go in there anyway. We're like, ah, maybe they'll be nice this time and I'll go in there and I'll find some encouragement. Guess what? No, you get smacked in the face, no. you know, um, and someone could hear your story and go, oh, dude, this dude took it 10 times. I ain't got time for that. And what if they yeah. even like looked up to you, too? And they were like, man, I know AJ, like he's a super smart cat and like they knew you right because you just said it like you were just trying to validate within yourself you know you know the stuff but well, i agree you know the stuff right um but there's a million different reasons why you couldn't pass a test but people looking up to you going man this guy is smart as heck you know he helps us out um you know you got the study groups together and stuff but you took 10 times i would be like i don't have the money for 10 times <laughs> i know i i'm right there with you man if i had to pay for this out of pocket i would probably be second guessing myself a whole lot more than than i did so what a great AJ, company i passed i paid for all of mine just as an aside <laughs> same i did too i i i have given cisco systems so much of my money i know man. for, these, same. for they, these exams yeah they should we should get like we should get failure plaques you know like Right. You know, like when right. you pass yeah. Juniper uh, exams, like, you know, I have like, I have like the 4X, you know, whatever. <laughs> we should have the, just a big bronze, like 5X failure. Like, especially for the CCIE lab, right? Guys go in there and sweat their brains out and they're like, you know what I mean? That's like a, you watch anybody that leaves, like that does the videos and stuff of them leaving the CCIE lab and they just look like a different person after like one day. <laughs> it's almost Speaking like- of the CCIE, I mean, this is the, this is the new pre, this is the written, right? The encore that you just passed. Yeah. yeah so I, I mean, CCIE, yeah. you're the first person I know that took and passed the encore. So uh, I got two quick questions. I mean, did it seem as hard as something you'd expect to be the written CCIE? And, and I guess the more pertinent question for maybe our audience is, CCNA used to be a prereq for NP. Now it's not. So, you know, do you think that you could just go in without an NA level base of knowledge and, you know, study and, and pass this exam? Being that NA isn't a prereq anymore, yeah. you know, would you, what would you say to somebody who's like, well, I was going to start my NA, but now I don't need it. You know, it's not a prereq for NP. Maybe I just go for NP. You know, I, I would say that if you have a technical background, if you've been working in career for a little bit, I think that CCNP is a great starting point. Uh, however, if you haven't been in career for a while, I, I think that you would miss maybe some of that foundational knowledge that that you just wouldn't get, you know, going straight to the CCNP. But don't you think right. that's true too, though? Like, okay, so if you've been in career for a long time, I would argue that, like, let's say you have like a day to day job where you're actually in switches and routers all day, like looking at configs and stuff. Do you still get the level of of knowledge right to take the mp so uh, let me just this is just what i'm thinking in the back of my head right now as an example 
So how do I know, you know, HSRP timers? Right. You know? Yeah, um, I guess it's totally relevant to what you're actually doing, you know. Yeah, unless you were doing job. All if, if you're of it. in routers and switches every day, it doesn't necessarily mean you're you're actually using the commands and familiarizing yourself with the protocols and stuff. That, yeah, I'm not you know, If you don't do stuff, anything with yeah. EEM on your network, then you're not gonna have any experience with it. Yeah, that no no TFTP, you know, I'm not setting up SSH, it's already there. You know, like th- Right. I think I think to answer your question, even though you didn't ask me, Andy, it was <laughs> that I don't. I th- I don't think you could do it on it. Well, I, you can do it. Personally, I wouldn't recommend it because. Sure. I, I like to say that I have because I I still write that I have the CCNA even though I have a CCMP. So I'm like, yep, I have a CCNA and a CCMP because I don't I don't downgrade that just because I got a quote unquote better one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree with you 100. percent Just I, you know, I was curious of what AJ thought of that. I I, I think the base knowledge you get from the NA is you know invaluable. And I agree. you'd be doing yourself, you'd be doing yourself a disservice by, by jumping over that really kind of gets on my nerves too. Like I said, I mean, I guess we're gluttons for punishment, right? Because <laughs> I, I sort of did it to myself, but I, I just get so annoyed when people are like, no, you don't need, you don't need to get a CC. Let me just tell you something. You don't need to get or do anything. Okay. Yeah. Except if, if you want to remain alive, all you have to do is eat, sleep and drink water. That's really all you need to do. Okay. <laughs> Now that we've got that out of the way, you don't need a college degree. You don't need a CCN. You don't need any of that crap. What you do need is a want to do something and to make yourself better. That doesn't include any of those aforementioned things. Um, So it's it's an interesting conversation. But where you're at now, though, AJ, since you failed it so many times, was you're now able to take it from home because of what we're going through. So what is changed like is it easier is it better give us the full lowdown of the at home testing experience from a professional level exam so i i mean i I gotta tell you so i i live in northern vermont not too far outside of burlington burlington is by far the most populated area in the state yep and there is only one pearson view testing center that and it's still like a half hour drive from me and it's at a community college that has, I, I don't know, I think they have students operate the test center I, or maybe it's shared with like a financial aid office or, or something like that. Like it's not a dedicated Pearson View testing center like mm. I've been to at some other places. So it's it's like a half and half. So the availability is not great. Like if I wanted to take an exam, I would have to schedule at least a month out. And if they didn't wow. have the availability or, you know, in a few cases where I wanted to retake my route you know, right after or soon after I, I had a failure, I had to schedule it two hours away on the other side of the state. Wow. Uh, just because, you know, other test centers further away had better availability. So, you know, driving two hours before your exam is unnerving because you you have all that time alone in your vehicle and you're just going through your head like, do I know this? Do I know this? Do I know this? Do I know this? And then on the flip side of that, a two-hour drive home after a failure oh. really sucks. Oh, man. <laughs> Walk of shame. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, and so now the, the at-home test uh environment is so much more comfortable you know like it sure there's a little bit of hoops you got to jump through um you got to take a bunch of pictures of your setup you you know right before you take your exam you know they make you do 
a picture of yourself, a picture from each side and front and back of your desk. If there's anything in your environment that they think could mess with, with uh, you know, you cheating or something like that, they'll tell you to take care of it. Um, I, I've had guys that I work with, the proctors tell them, you know, throw a blanket or a towel over that TV, come yep. up those monitors, move this out of the way, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, I, I will never try to take a, a, a test in my office because there's just too much stuff. So what I do is I set up a desk, a spare desk that I have in my youngest son's room. You know, it's just, he's, he's five years old now. He's, he's got a bunch of toys and stuff all over there. Uh, so I just, I clear a space, put the desk in and, and I take pictures of his room and I take the exam in there and it works out great. Hmm. And so, you know, the experience itself is relaxing, right? Cause I'm home. I don't have to go anywhere. I'm, I'm in an environment I'm already comfortable in. Uh, it's not some exam room. I, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've been to some exam centers where I walk in, you know, the proctor brings me into the room and I go to sit down and halfway through my test, <laughs> there, there was this like poor girl, like two, two seats away from me taking, I don't know what test. And she starts bawling. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she's, she's like having a, a really hard time with her test. And I'm just sitting there trying to take yeah. my exam. I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> I've been there, man. That, that exact yeah. same scenario. But you, on top yeah. of that, you didn't have to drive two hours, right? Nope. So nope, when you do you, when you do the walk of shame now you just where, where do you go? Uh you know I the the last time the last couple of times I failed I I just kind of walked out you know I, I was upset and you know maybe maybe I went for a walk around my neighborhood or something like that just to try to clear my head and and kind of think about like okay what what did I feel like stumped me on this thing like what what do I think I missed you know all right so it's not it's not nearly the the horrible two hour drive home after just having failed an exam. Yeah, it's a completely different experience. Yeah, so it's more comfortable on both ends. Win, win, or, win yeah. or lose, right? Right. Yeah. Well, you got to celebrate. So, let us know what you did. <laughs> well, it was the middle of the workday. I I wanted to go straight to the fridge and grab a beer, but okay. that, that wasn't an option. I had a meeting after. So uh, okay. So in case your employer yeah. is listening, he did come back to work after I winning did. the lottery. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I made some phone calls. I wrote some emails. I, I posted a few tweets uh, and then I went right, right back to work. Yeah, you did that. I, that's like the story in itself, right? Like, yeah, look at this. Look what I just did. And we're back. Yep. <laughs> down the punch back in, dude. Celebration's over, right? Let's get down to business. Yep. Exactly. And, and this is cool because, you know, you've now had the opportunity. You don't have to drive anymore. The testing is a little bit more flexible. Um, and that's a result of, of all this stuff. Cause what's interesting, I think is that the tests changed like cert apocalypse where we were all calling it right as this hit. Like, I mean, it was almost like two or three weeks of separation before we couldn't go right. anywhere anymore. You know, yeah. Cisco live got canceled, all that stuff. And I've long been doing uh, Juniper certs from home. In fact, I've, I've actually done one in bed before, which <laughs> is awesome, which is a funny story. <laughs> yeah. But I just, you're, you're right. Right. And, and that takes a, another extreme, you know, being comfortable at home, obviously, you know, laying in your bed with your laptop on your lap is a 10th degree of that, I would say. Um, but you know, other than like us being able to like take tests from home, which I think is like a, a good outcome of this. And hopefully they'll see that and, and think like, Look how many more people we got to register because we opened it up and we kind of laxed our our rules a little bit, you know, and then they can go, all right, like we were making more money. Now, now they have data, right? Before it was just kind of an idea. So now they have data and they can say, all right, 
look how much we would actually potentially be making if we let people test from home. Who knows? Maybe it starts with a hybrid. You know, the, the, the other thing, the, the other thing that I'll add it is that the there seems to be a lot more flexibility in the scheduling right now. Uh, I mean, I I could sign up for an exam and take it at one o'clock in the morning, you know, ten o'clock at night, whatever the case may be. Like but today, I totally yeah. Um, but last week I was feeling super confident and wanted to take it a day earlier than I had originally scheduled it. I originally scheduled my exam for last Friday, and on like. Tuesday or Wednesday, I was feeling like, all right, you know, I'm feeling good. I don't want to wait any longer. Let's just do this thing. And on Wednesday, I was able to rebook my exam for Thursday, a mm-hmm. whole day earlier. And, and I don't think that I would have been able to do that at a test center. So the testing from home gave me the flexibility to like, you know, pull it in. That's crazy. The underlying story to that is is actually better, which is that after 10 failures, you're still like, I'm feeling so confident. You pull it up a day. <laughs> <laughs> who are you <laughs> i i don't know man i i don't know god teach us man well you've studied a lot right i mean you busted your butt you were prepared you know what i mean that's i mean that's where I, if i feel i i don't i rarely feel confident for a cisco exam but the few times i have i, I studied really hard for a really long time did, did you work pretty hard aj to get prepared um yeah and, and I wouldn't say that I worked any harder or any differently than I have in the past. I mean, maybe I did a few things differently study-wise. Um, I th- There was some videos that I watched this time. There was some stuff I did in the lab. And for some reason, this time, a few things, as many times as I've read it, as many times as I've done it, there was a few things that just finally like clicked. It was like, oh, hmm. okay. You know, and, and so there, I got some of that stuff locked in. I just had a better understanding of it than I ever have before. Um, I had a guy at work, uh, his name's Danny. He really helped me out with a lot of concepts uh, that I was struggling with. And, you know, just to have him kind of walk me through and just the analogies that he used, it, mm. it really helped uh, sync stuff in for me. You know, I, I was trying to read it in the book. I was trying to watch it in a video. And of course, those are all very technical and, and, and stuff like that. And, and he was just able to use a really silly analogy that was just like, oh, okay, that's how that works. And and now I can't forget it because he, you know, just the way that he explained it to me. Oh, you, sometimes so, you just need that like last little piece, right? Like it needs to click. Right. Cause I, I was going to ask the same thing. Well, something along those lines, which is like, all right, so you failed it 10 times. What did you identify as the gap there? Do you think it was like the way you were studying or maybe it was just you were taking the test and there were like a couple of things that you didn't fully get, just like, you know, self-admittedly um, when you look back on it, right? Is that Was that kind of how right. it was? Um, I, You know, I, I definitely think that it was a, a little bit of everything. Like yeah. the, the way that I studied for my CCNA, my CCDA and switch was the same approach I initially took to go after the route in the tissue. And I don't think that that was working. You know, I used to sit there and read a book and highlight stuff, watch a video. I would handwrite notes. I would, I would like, (laughs) I would fill, uh, fill notebooks for handwriting stuff over and over again. And and obviously that didn't work. Um, so I, I didn't do some of those things and I'm trying not to do a lot of those things this time around. You know, I just want to read it and, and ponder and, you know, try to apply it. Uh, and link it to real world experiences and, and stuff that, you know, if I can link it to something in my job, that'll help me remember it better. Right. And uh, I, the, the other thing that I identified um, was the speed at which I, I progress through the exam. I, I fly through these things, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, 
I, I put myself in an uncomfortable situation and I just want to get out of it. And so, <laughs> and so I'm going through the test and I, I start reading the question and I, and I think what happens is, is I, I feel like I've read enough and I go straight to an answer. It's the gut feeling like, okay, yeah, this is it. And I, and I move on to the next one. Hmm. Um, because as I was going back through and reviewing stuff from this past uh, fail, th- there was a lot of things where just like, I know this, I know this okay, I, I, I need some clearing up on this, but like I, there was more stuff that I was just like, I know this, why am I not getting this right? And I was taking a practice exam once and I, I got a question wrong and I was like, what do you mean that's wrong? And then like I go back and I reread the question. I'm like, oh, I didn't fully read the question. Yeah, what a bummer. Yeah. And so this time around yesterday, when I took the exam, I read the question, I read it again. I read the answers as I was reading the answers. If I saw one that I liked, I'd click it, but then I would finish reading the other answers too. Okay. Uh, Which, you know, I I have done some of this stuff in the past, but I I definitely know that there were times where I was just maybe overconfident, thought I knew what the answer was and and just kept on trucking. Um, And and so this time I I really took my time. I, I defended my thesis, as I like to say, you know, I went... After I selected my answer, I went back and I read the question and I kind of just worked through my head. Why is this my answer? Or why are these other answers the wrong answer? You know, just even to myself. Hmm. And once I was confident that I had the right answer, on to the next. See, a different approach, obviously, is what you needed. And this is me and I'm speaking directly for you or, well, to you as it relates to being able to work from home. Because at this point, you can't say that, well, not work from home take the test from home but at this point you can't say that that didn't help either way right because you'll never know <laughs> you know you, very, very true right the, the control is out the window <laughs> but i am going to attribute a lot of it to that personally because i think yeah i think getting in your head for two hours on the way to a test center and and a lot of people are going to be like that right but take advantage of this while you can there's a lot of yeah. crap um, so Andy, for instance, um, he's always been remote, right, Andy? Uh, for about a year, yeah. Yeah. So at your current role, right? Yeah, you've you've yep, yep. you've always been remote. So this this is something that you're used to anyway. So especially for a guy like you, it's like, hey, you're going to work, right? You sit in the same place you go to work, like right where you're at right now, you mm-hmm. know, and probably where you do a lot of studying as well. So it's very comfortable in that regard. Um, but for guys like like AJ and I, I'm remote too, but guys like AJ, like, you know, you were going to an office all the time too. Right. So, well, you're going to customer, uh, like places, right. Like you were going to, right. Um, but I mean, I've been working out of my house for the last year. Okay. So yeah, you, you're in that boat too. Um, yeah. so there's a little bit of it to, too. Like if you were, you had to go out for the day cause you had to work somewhere like at onsite, you know, doing a deployment or yeah. whatever. There was a lot of on-site for sure. Yeah, and then you and then you're like spending two hours trying to drive to a place. I mean, that's just a lot involved, right? But story is, it can be done clearly because we have living proof right here. So congratulations for that. Thank um, you. Congrats, man. Yeah. Awesome. The, yeah, the good news is now you get to study more. So <laughs> <laughs> enjoy. Hey, it. something new, something different. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, don't let the wind get out of your sails yet. You know, use that momentum. No pro- way. Propel your fo- forward. So yeah, keep going keep going um so since we've all been remote then you know haven't really been quote unquote impacted you know personally personally in our work lives so much i mean aj what sort of things have you felt on your end like what's been different i wouldn't say that nothing changed um initially when 
we got to stay at home order. I was working on a bunch of different projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those IT teams that I was working with obviously became overwhelmed with requests to move people to working remotely and mm. they had to put the projects on hold. And so I went from having, you know, a full book of projects that I was working on down to just one project. And and I figured it was like any day now for that one to get canceled too, because it wasn't necessarily, you know, something that was considered essential, I think. At the it wasn't time, related anyway. to like what's happening now. It was like, right, exactly. Yeah, okay. and, and so, you know, in, in my head, I, I was just like, this is it. Like it's, it's going to happen. Like, you know, the company can't afford to pay a bunch of engineers for a long period of time without, you know, having work come in with it, without uh, having stuff for us to do. And so there, there was like that first week, I, I honestly thought I was going to lose my job. Wow. Um, but, uh, you know, it, again, it was, it was me in my own head, uh, you know, kind of freaking out about everything going on. Um, cause the very next week, uh, we had people coming to us asking for our help to help get them uh, remote work environments set up so they could support working remotely for all of their employees. And and so since that time, I mean, I've worked on more projects at any given time than I've ever had as long as I've worked here. So I've, I've been super busy. Has that happened to you too, Andy, where like, because you've been remote, but you, you, run, you run the show over there, dude. So what, uh, has any of your workforce gone to a, a non quote unquote non traditional model of working from home. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what the percentage was pre COVID, um, but you know, it, it's a rather large company, and and everyone's been you know there was one day they made a decision and everybody you know was remote. Um, my 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 job didn't really change, you know, from a personal um, level. The WAN's already there; it's stable. It's you know, we didn't have to upgrade circuits or anything like that. I, I know that. Um, you know, we, we had people, uh, spinning up some, you know, cloud capacity for, you know, the entire company going home one day, but, um, work hasn't really changed for me all that much other than, you know, change management gets touchy because, you know, the, the global markets are, you know, a little shaky as a result of all this. And, yeah. and I work in financial services, right. so we, that's a, we, that's we a don't whole other angle that I didn't even think about. Uh, we can't do anything to the network to contribute to some kind of global outage where, you know, it impacts the market. So, uh, yeah. you know, everybody change management gets real touchy, you know, only you know stuff that has to go in kind of thing. There's there's much more stringent, you know, eyes, eyes on things. Um, for, for me, the biggest challenge was just balancing the, the, the you know, the work life balance, the, the home balance pre COVID. My I have two kids under five. And they were both at daycare, you know, from eight in the morning till five at night, which allowed my wife and I to dedicate all day to our jobs. Mm, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, for yeah, a little over four months now, I have two spirited little nutball kids. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, here all the time. And as you know, I mean, you know, we're knowledge workers. It, our jobs require extended hours or extended periods of concentration, you know, and, and that becomes really difficult if you're interrupted every 10 or 15 minutes, cause you know, somebody needs something from you. So that's been my biggest challenge is just trying to figure out how to be as, um, you know, efficient at my job. while at the same time, basically running a daycare at my house. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, and I'm not alone. You know, there's a lot of people out there majority. doing the same thing. So yeah, well, right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not boohoo me as much as just that's nah. been the biggest change in my life is, sort of... yeah, amongst all the other stuff, you know, like, Oh, yeah. So, so Andy, um, do, does your wife also work from home? 
She does. And, and she's worked mm. from home, you know, for a really long time. She works for a software company. Um, but we had it worked out really well, different areas of the house. You know, it was, it was, <laughs> it was working out really nice pre, you know, pre COVID. See, that's I mean, interesting just, to hear, dude, because you got, you, you guys are in a very, I, I'll call it unique where you guys were already doing it and you're like, come on guys, like everybody's remote. It's all good. We've been doing this for a minute. We have it down pat. But the one thing you didn't think about was that now the kids are going to have to be home, right? During the week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we paid as much as, you know, a mortgage payment, you know, for, to, for, for the ability to be able to, you know, work from home uninterrupted. And that wow. just hasn't been since March, whatever it was when Pennsylvania shut down, you know, all the schools and daycare. So yeah, it's, you know, we tried to throw money at the problem. I, I, you know, I put a, put a pulling out back. We bought a Nintendo switch. We, you know, I got a projector with a hundred inch screen down in the basement. Wow. I, I tried we'll to come up over. with all these reasons. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> what are we going to do with these kids all, you know, all summer and, but that didn't solve all the problems because they still need, you know, people get boo-boos, they get hungry. They, they, they need help with things. So that's been tough. I mean, I'm basically I'm working. My wife and I are working many nights during the week because I don't have eight hours a day uninterrupted, mm. you know, during my eight to five to, to do my job. So, you know, I'm on the calls I have to be on and I do what work I can during the day, but you know, when we get off tonight, I have, you know, 200 routes I got to go through and do some research on them for something I'm working on. So I just, I, I can't do that type of work uninterrupted. You know, if I need three uninterrupted hours, it's really tough. And my wife's been great at like, okay, I got the kids, but you know, she's got a career. She's got calls when we're both on calls and the kids are running around the house, you know, like wild monkeys. Um, you know, it's definitely an interesting so it's, you know, strange times. We're trying to make the most of it. It's great to have everybody home, but there's a stress that wasn't there before for sure. You think everybody in the kind of understands it though, you know, when they hear kids going bananas in the background? Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of <laughs> in the same boat here, right? I mean, like this yeah. is where I sit. You guys could see me right now. This is, this is a podcast. You cannot see the video, <laughs> uh, but we can see each other. So trying to make you jealous here you're not really missing much but what you can't see behind me is that i'm basically in a bedroom and there's a closet like i mean you can see all my shoes and this is like a in my bed and you know i mean i sleep there right and now every meeting i get on it's like you can see where i sleep i might have bumped into you yeah, how, like, how much more intimate have meetings become now I, that's ridiculous right um yeah. i just did a um cisco champions podcast right because i've done a couple of those guys too and we were talking about work from home stuff and we had uh one of the executives from the webex team there and some interesting conversations there came up because you know obviously a person like that has a lot of visibility in what people are doing from a remote work standpoint but you know now even she's working from home which you would have thought maybe i don't know but look at this man things like webex you guys know how long WebEx has been around? Forever. Yeah, it was. It's the '90s. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I looked it up, and I don't remember if it was '94 or '97, but early, right? Cisco bought them in 2007, and they'd been around forever. Yep. So in the '90s, somebody had come up with this already, and yet the world has to collapse for us to start utilizing tools like this. Like other companies that are struggling, like we're all all good because 
were in technical like I sell WANs, right? So if you want to talk about distributed enterprise, it, like we better have that figured out, right? Like we better be able to adapt to that on the fly as a company. Like this is a little ridiculous. Um, and you guys are kind of in the same the same boat, right? Um, and so other folks, however, who are not used to it and are also not necessarily even in a tech realm like gosh even look at like doctors and stuff that are having to start using what like those they've may have have never been on a webex in their entire life that's nuts to me because i really don't think it's that difficult <laughs> to figure out <laughs> but you know you got people joining screens black they don't know what they're doing you know <laughs> they don't know how to mute themselves right like they yeah. they just don't get it like there's a whole other etiquette part of this that often gets overlooked as well um yeah. But it's it's interesting to, to think about how like these tools and stuff have been around, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, everybody jumps on Zoom like it's the next coming of whatever. I mean, come on, dude! Like AJ and I were talking about Back to the Future earlier. Remember on Back to the Future Two, they were doing the video call with needles, yeah, and yes. a video a video call, and it was on Andy's uh, hundred inch projection screen. Now. <laughs> oh, man, 2015, 2015, that was crazy. He had two ties on. Um, but that was like, that was what they predicted. It's, it's so funny. Cause I, I remember phones, like at one point had like little, like screens on them. Right. And they were like, oh, you can do video conferencing. And we're like, wow, that's going to be so rad, but like weird. Right. And like, you know, it'd be on your desk, but now, you know, you just pick up the cell phone and we're like, yeah, let's FaceTime whoever we want. Right. I mean, but we don't really, when it comes to work still, like these tools have been here right. forever, but for some strange reason, it's like. Oh gosh, everybody has to work from home. What are we going to do? Gosh, if we only had 10 different options we of tools have to the use. Technology. <laughs> what? That thought occurred to me. I mean, what if it was 1920 something and this was happening? Oh, so like we it did like, happen, right? Like what was well, that? Right, like yeah. The, yeah. Spanish flu or whatever. Like what would, <laughs> well, I, I feel very fortunate. I mean, it's an awful thing, you know, that's happening, but it's, you know, thank goodness in the, you know, in, in the history of humans, you know, right now, like you said, we have all this technology at our disposal. We can see each other. We can, you know, a lot of us can still do our jobs that, you know, people who can work remotely. It's, it, it's kind of amazing to see all the tools that like, you know, to your point, been around since the nineties, nobody really utilized them. And now they're kind of the backbone of, you know, running, running business and, and meetings and collaboration and stuff. It's pretty amazing. I mean, do you think it's, do you think this has forced a necessary change absolutely in what way i i think a lot of this was was really long overdue so uh in the middle of the pandemic i had like a thing come up with with it, like health wise right like not a big deal uh and i had to call my doctor and we went back and forth by email i have like a little health app and finally he's just like uh take a picture and send it over and it's just like you know, th this is so much easier to do that pre-pandemic, I would have had to like try to schedule an appointment, which is always an ordeal, Ugh. like, you know, for something stupid, right? Something stupid, stupid. but slightly concerning, like, you know, yeah, and, and, and so it's it's like, why does it take a pandemic? And, and I get it. There's lots of regulation around healthcare and, and technology and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. It, it, that, that happens because it's a lot of people that don't understand the technology enough to, to know how to properly regulate it. And, and so those people just got to play catch up. And, and this is the kind of thing that forces them to do that. And and I think it's about time. And to, to see the digital transformation that's happened the past, you know, four or five months, it's it's long overdue. I would agree. 
and and I hope it sticks. You know, I I hope it sticks, and me too. That it doesn't just sadly go away when when we're all back at work or whatever. Yeah. You know what I think will motivate companies is the amount of money they'll see saved by not maintaining all that brick and, brick mortar, and mortar and electric yeah. and HVAC and plumbing. And I I don't know I don't know if it was like twelve thousand dollars a year per employee is like. And, you know, a number they threw out there hmm. on what it costs just to have somebody like show up at a building. Interesting. So if you're renting all those bills, I mean, people who own a bunch of real estate, yeah, it kind of stinks to be you, I guess, because you have all these empty buildings. But if you're, you know, if you're paying millions of dollars a year to rent brick and mortar to force your employees in there to do something that they've been doing at home for four months now, you know, you can, everybody's looking to help their bottom line, right? Companies. So if, if you can trim millions off the budget by letting people work from home. And I think there's a level of trust there, right? Like, definitely, you know, are people going to be working? Yep. I mean, I know people, I know people that sandbag, of course. you know, I've worked with them if you're not watching them. So, you know, I, I guess it's a, you know, I don't know if it's like a, a management or a, a corporate philosophy or, you know, some people need to be babysat. Some don't. I personally think you, you shouldn't hire the people who need to be babysat. And if, you've hired those people do something about it, but don't, you know, don't punish the entire workforce and yeah. make everybody come in because you can't figure out how to hire adults. You, you, you know what I mean? So, well, that's a, yeah, there's, that's a whole nother piece of it too. It's like, yeah, there's a trust factor there with our people going to do their job. It, it, it almost like makes you question other things too. It's like, okay, so who came up with eight to five or nine to five? And who said like, okay, let's have lunch at, at noon, right? Like, why is that a thing? And so it, I think we're learning that it doesn't have to be <laughs> like, why, like, why is that? So like you, Andy, like as soon as we're done, you're going to go look through a hundred different routes to try to find something, make sure everything's there. I mean, that wouldn't happen before. Cause you'd drive back to the office. You're not going to do that crap. Like, why would you put yourself through that? Like th- this yeah, is, I think it, it's just, it's just a strange like domino effect that's happening when if you look at this you guys are gonna love this especially aj because he, he just talked about analogies people are still hesitant and businesses are still hesitant to move to the cloud hmm. right and i'll use this is an analogy and i'm going somewhere with this because andy you just brought this up how much time money if you had to monetize this in AC costs, equipment, CapEx and OpEx into running your own server or rack or data center. At some point, folks were like, oh, it is cheaper. Oh, it is more efficient. Oh, it's, it is more fault tolerant. Do you think that's going to happen to people? Because what you decide is... Yeah, people are we're realizing that there's a cost. It costs $12,000 to... Okay, so... Let's put that into the cloud analogy. It costs twelve thousand bucks to to just have a single two rack unit server with two power supplies. That's how much it costs me a year. Twelve grand in AC costs, in security and all that stuff, right? Licensing, hardware, whatever. It cost me twelve grand. Then somebody says, All right, well guess what? We're moving to AWS because uh, I don't need that. How is this not the same? Yeah. You're right. I think it is. And I think it comes down to trust. Like you're a WAN guy, right? Think about, I don't know if it was 15, 20 years ago, the thought of sending all of your, you know, back in the day, it was all dedicated circuits because telco couldn't see what you were doing. And then they came out with MPLS. Because they ran know, out of bandwidth. Yeah. 
Well, right. But but there was also a trust issue of like, do I trust my telco yeah. enough to yeah. send all my information across that, you know, it's not a private leased line. And what if, you know, they're going to be reading my stuff and, and mm-hmm. all that. So there was a there was a trust factor. But I think to your point, and that's where I'm going with it, is there was such a cost savings to going to MPLS as opposed to a dedicated circuit that the company said, well, we can save all this money. Let's try it. Let's trust these telco, you know, silver tongue devils and see if they, you know, infiltrate our data and ruin us. Well, you didn't. And they saved money and there was all these benefits of MPLS. So it it might be the same. And to, so to your point, cloud, it's another trust model. Well, are we just going to put our critical infrastructure in some building we don't know with people we don't know? Yeah, where and, is it even? Where is it? What's right. going on? How do we know they're we're getting the redundancy? They said, you know, whatever the case may be, but you know, AWS is successful. They proved themselves, and now there's a trust where, of course, you got to go in the cloud. It's crazy not to. So, uh, you know, maybe with people working from home, I mean, yeah, if a company sees how much money they can save in, you know, the 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 operating expenses of running buildings to make people come in, you know, do they trust their people enough? to, to let them work from home. And maybe it'll take some time like it did with, with telco and with cloud, but magic, you know, crystal ball prediction. I mean, I, I can't imagine that the, the world isn't going to change after this. And there's going to be a heck of a lot more people working from home and companies are going to have to trust their people as an experiment maybe, and, and see what happens. I mean, right now their hand is forced. They have to, right. You know, their, their governments are saying you don't send people in, yeah. you know, you're in trouble, but yeah. you know, if and when this thing calms down, get a handle of it, you know, whatever the case may be, vaccine, however it goes, are they just going to say, all right, everybody back in now because we said so? Or is is there going to be some, you know, establishment of trust? Like, all right, we've been really successful doing this and there's benefits for you guys not having to like AJ, you know, drive two hours to an exam center. I used to commute three hours a day for years going into the city for my job. Wow. So, you know, getting three hours a day of my life back you know, you, you want to make your employees happy and it doesn't cost you a dime. You're actually going to save money, Mr. Company, <laughs> by leaving me at home, you know, and then Mr. I get Company, three hours. Hold on. Mr. Company <laughs> is not as reasonable as you think. So although your tone is very, very easy and yeah, yeah. it's not off-putting whatsoever and it's making me feel very at ease, like I would buy from you. I don't think Mr. Company is as forgiving as, as you may think he is. But they want to save money. They, that's the they, tipping they point. Want huh? us, they that's, wa- that's it. Co- money? money? Companies? Talk. Bottom line? Why do people get laid off? Wait, hold on. they need to make their books look better. So, I mean, after you move yourself to the cloud, okay, yeah, you do know where it is, right? I mean, now it's kind of making a joke. I mean, like, AWS will tell you, hey, you're here, here, right? So, even if there's an earthquake on one side of the world or something and but when it started, did you know where it all was? Right. You know what okay. I mean? when, so, AW, when Bezos was in that little desk in that corner of his house, yeah. No, when it started, I mean, you know, I am I trusting this dude? Nah. Yeah. Why would I put myself in the cloud? So, so the the whole point is, they could have had your data in Malaysia. Do you care? I mean, because and and there's depends on what I'm the data this. is. I guess. Well, there's personally, reason why it depends this. on. So okay. if 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 it's if it's if it's secured, right, do you, other than like, let's say you had some sort of like latency requirements or something, do you care where it is? Other than just being a nosy human. I don't care where it is. As long as it's safe. And I'm encrypting everything, so you can't see it anyway. Okay. Yeah, so perfect. So, I mean, you know, maybe. So, right. so, so good answer. So, 
the reason why I'm saying that is because now I live in Southern California. You guys live in the East Coast. Does it matter where I live? Not anymore. No. Right? I mean, it's helpful if you're in the same time zone, right? But if if you've just realized that you could push people out to the cloud, cloud workforce. God, I, we should like... Should we turn that into like a hashtag or something? I, I, like... <laughs> Almost like we're marketing over here and didn't even realize it. There's a couple of good things coming up. I like failure plaques. That was the earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. want a failure plaque for sure. It, it oh, is going to look like episode, a Gene Simmons like uh, wall of gold <laughs> records back there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but pushing people to the cloud. Uh, what I don't abstract. think it matters anymore, Aaron. You know what I mean? The world's become smaller. Everything's been digitally transformed. We're all, we all have high speed internet. I mean, it, it really... Time zones, I think, would be the only constraint to your point, you know, but but other than that, I mean, look at the three of us now. We're 3,000 miles apart collaborating on a project and, and getting it done. And, you know, how would we have done that prior to high-speed internet and, yeah, you know, and, and all these digital tools that we use, so. Yeah. So I, I think the, the challenge now is going to be to coaxing people back into the office if, if a business wants to keep that model. I, I think that... Um, they're going to have to really incentivize people and, and not just financially. Like I, I think they're going to need to give them the tools. They're going to need, you know, the fancy uh, projection systems and, and you know, Cater launches. those kind of tools, you know, like to expect me to just go back into an office with my laptop, which is what I had at home. Like I, I'm going to need some tools. I'm going to need, you know, monitors, like a reason, reason why, why is it easier? Why can I get more done here than I could back at my house? Make me want to come into the office. Yeah. The reason the reason I've heard multiple companies use at least pre-pandemic is collaboration. See, People work better oh, yeah. in it. I, listen, I had I'm a not, previous. I'm not. I'm not advocating You're it. Get fired up, Andy. No, because <laughs> no. But this is what they say, right? But then guys like us who need to be left the hell alone so we can concentrate and work yeah. on hard stuff are in a collaborative environment. Yeah. No cubes, no walls. People are shooting nerf guns listening to the radio like <laughs> playing ping pong and i'm like this is not a work environment i used to be that guy i used to shoot nerf guns. and it's and it's all good but you know certain jobs like yeah if you're the sales guy no knock on sales guys but have a party rock on you're not in front of a client right now you know have, have a blast who cares but yeah. you know you got a guy who's trying to you know build something or figure something out or you know our jobs are difficult can be difficult at times and I agree you need you. to be able to concentrate and you know a collaborative environment and open. Don't get me started on open office plans. I mean, it, it's hey, that's debunked. It's not though con- we're good there because we we. I sense, can't stand them. Uh, I can't work in an open office. You're plan. not alone, dude. And and I think eh. like that's such a like a it was like almost like a buzzword. It was like, hey, look, check this out. I'm in Silicon Valley. Like, let's just be for real. The reason why that happened is because people would buy a space because that's all they could afford, and it was just one big room, kind of like my place is here, right? Gosh, if I had mm. if I had walls in here, it'd be the same exact experience to me. It's just guess mm. what? It didn't come with walls. So I'm not going to take the time. And then I go, oh, you know what? We actually did that on purpose because we want you guys to collaborate. <laughs> yeah, right. okay. I'm real freaking slick. Let me tell you. But but it, I've seen a bunch of like articles and stuff like on LinkedIn. You know how these things like float around all over the place. You guys see the same ones I do. It's like uh, how we found out that it's actually not as collaborative as we thought because mm. there's an element that like makes you co- like reel back in. It's like, well, now I need some privacy. Where do I go? And then you find yourself going, gosh, this feels great. Let me just stay here. Right. Like they, they even had these like little phone booths and stuff like that you could go mm. sit in. Like, what are you supposed to do if you're someone who interacts with like customers or like 
you know, you're having meetings and stuff and on the phone and it's all remote. Like you cannot sit in that environment. I mean, I've tried whether you can concentrate or not is even a whole nother story of whether or not the person on the other side can concentrate or not. Anytime you unmute, it sounds like a freaking party's going on on your side of the yeah, phone. Right. You know, it's kind of like yep. the thing with the kids, right? So it's, you know, yeah, never mind that whole open, sorry about that. And that whole open concept plan like that, that'll throw me through the roof, man. I, I still think it's ridiculous, but I'm, I'm it depends on the now. job, right? Like, we, sure. If you're I, like marketing I, or something, but, but I even think of like, so, you know, our jobs, no, it doesn't matter, you know, where we are and, 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 you know, working from home, we can be just as, you know, uh, productive. Uh, so like if you're in a band, <laughs> right. I mean, you're not going to record an album if you're not in the same room, you probably could, mm-hmm. but I want to feel the drums in the room. You know what I mean? There's just, there in certain jobs, there's a definite collaborative thing that you should be in the room to AJ's point earlier. I'd prefer to go to a doctor if I have a real problem. Interesting. Because I know he can get his hands on me. Oh, his boy. Stethoscope. Okay, that's enough. Well, well, no, well. but, you know, the, well, the physical, <laughs> the, I mean, the physical exam, like, so I have, I, I have this lingering swimmer's ear thing I've had for like three weeks now. I would have preferred to go into the doctor's office, have an otoscope in my ear, and he can tell, you know, did I rip my eardrum? Did I oh, not? What's okay. going on? Is there right, a, yeah. a bug living in there? But I didn't. <laughs> but I didn't because I'm like, well, I'm not going to go in if I don't have to. Things aren't safe. So, you know, yeah, we did the Skype thing. He, he tried to look in my ear on my camera. You know, I don't know if I got the same kind of examination. That's fair. Over the. Yeah. But. I think in general, at least for network engineers, you know, that's the podcast that we're doing. I mean, it's it's ridiculous to make people like us, you know, drive two hours into a place and be distracted the entire time. We're at this wonderful open office environment because the company says studies show that people are, you know, more productive and collaborative when they're together in the same room. Well, not network engineers, not knowledge workers, you know, maybe the sales and marketing people. Yeah, but. You know, you, you got to give us some some quiet space to concentrate. I don't know. That's, I'm off my soapbox. Sorry. No, that's uh, it's good feedback because I, I don't I don't agree or disagree with the office uh, personally. I, I do know that there's like the fear, right? That most employers said that was like, well, I, if I let you go home, then I don't know what you're going to be doing. Well, if I'm in the office, you know what I'm doing. And if you see all these people that just keep walking up to me and talking to me for no reason, it's much more distracting than anything that I could be doing at home. So there's, there's a difference between paying somebody to work between, I was kind of getting at this a little earlier, paying, paying someone to work eight hours or paying them to do a job. Right. Is the job getting done? I think is, let me ask you. So you have a hundred routes to look at. You're going to find out where they're going. Mm. You're, going to complete that task that task was something that you needed to do as part of a bigger project i'm assuming and once it's done you can check it off the list and say this is what i did does it matter to anyone if you took 45 minutes or four to five hours to do that it just has to get done just has to get done and that's the reality of where yeah it doesn't matter where i'm sitting or how long it took or it it just has to get done and i and i i think I mean, you got to keep your people busy. Like, so if you're a company, you have a workload, you hire people to do that stuff. As long as the work is getting done, <laughs> so you have why to keep would them you busy. have to micromanage them? Well, yeah. right. I'm so busy 
but that's I the thing. So busy uh, and productive know. are two completely different well, things, right? Right. So, but here, here, here's why I, I'm like, you know, you're on the soapbox for a second. Now I'm right on top of that sucker too. It, <laughs> paying for someone to do a job is so much different because it shouldn't matter how long they 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 do it in and or whatever. So, like, let me give you an example. If I'm not salary and I'm like a contract worker, I say based on this task, it should take me X amount of hours and therefore I will charge like this, right? Um, whether or not I get it done in half that time, it doesn't make any difference. That's a bonus I get for being good at what I'm doing, right? And then I'm able to do other things. The issue becomes, like you were saying, like keep them busy. Like, are you just gonna give me remedial tasks because I'm so efficient in my job and now clog me up with other stuff just because I'm so good at it? almost seems like punishment, right? Like, oh, hey, you're, you're fast at this. Now, now, since you're not doing anything, why don't you do any of this? Now, wait a minute. If I would have known, because you, you mentioned the guy earlier, the, the sandbagging guy, you know, I know a couple guys that sandbag, but it's like, <laughs> then why, why wouldn't I, right? Because in that analogy, like I'm the one that's getting hurt for all that. Yeah. I mean, people are who they are, right? You're going to have the people who hide. And then you're going to have the people who work. You know, every I, boat eventually, if it was destined for the bottom of the sea, will sink. <laughs> right. You know Sooner what I mean? Later it's going to come out, you know, the people that are sandbagging, it'll be 100%. Clear. But, but yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. you know, it's all about culture too. You, you know, like if there's a culture of accountability, you know, if you get the work done in five minutes instead of five hours, you still have a product that you can turn in. If you choose to turn it in at the end of five minutes, as soon as it's done, that's your choice. If you sit on it for five hours doesn't matter. You can still turn into your boss and your boss sees that you've got something done. Whereas the, you know, the people that sandbag, if they're not being held accountable, if no one's checking to see that they're doing the work or if they are and they don't care that the work's not getting done, that, you know, that, that's a completely different story. I'd yeah. like to say if I was running a team, if I was in management and I have things I got to get done, as long as my people that are reporting to me are getting it done on time. That's all you need. If you get it done quick and you get an extra hour and you want to go do something, you know, do it to rock, it, just, man. J- just, just get yep. the work done. Yeah. But we're not yeah, factory for, workers here, you know, and no, and, but forcing people to go somewhere so you can stare at them and make sure. Yeah. That right. 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 And as just, much as I like staring at you guys, um, <laughs> I, I believe we have done our work for, for an hour here. So we'll all collect our paychecks, but we do want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. We are supposed to be talking about the impacts of COVID, but you know, we drift a little bit here and there and went into a little CCNP and test experience, la la land, which is, which is cool because it's all relevant. I feel like, um, and if you want, uh, check us out on all of the downloadable venues in which you find your favorite podcasts, but you can also find us three, uh, three of your favorite Cisco champions, wink, wink, hashtag Cisco champions. I just realized that like, we're all, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. maybe we'll get some more of those guys on here. Um, but, uh, find Absolutely. us on Twitter. We're all there. Uh, we have a discord channel. So if you guys want to study like AJ and now AJ can bring to you guys, all of his worldly experience from, um, all the testing that he's done, um, which is super invaluable. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. See ya later. Bye. Hey everyone, this is AJ. If you like what you heard today, then make sure you subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcatcher. Smash that bell icon to get notified of all of our future episodes. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Art of NetEng. That's Art of N-E-T-E-N-G. You can also find us on the web at artofnetworkengineering.com. 
where we post all of our show notes. You can read blog articles from the co-hosts and guests, and also a lot more news and info from the networking world. Thanks for listening.